Hi, this is Chaz Palmateri in the Chaz Palmateri Podcast. Welcome to a new episode. We had a great time last week at the St. George Theater in Staten Island, the historic St. George Theater in Staten Island. That was my 1,000 show, doing the original one-man show that started it all, A Bronx Tale. My 1,000 show was a great night at the St. George uh, we had some great people there. Celebrities were there. My friend Chris Stefano was there. He's the hottest comic out right now. And uh, if you get a chance to see him, he'll be at the St. George. Make sure you go check him out. Also, uh, where am I going to be next week? I'm going to be in Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, okay? At the Seneca Niagara Casino in Niagara Falls in May 13th and 14th. Two nights. May 13th and 14th at Niagara Falls. Come and check it out. There's still some tickets left. You got to check it out. September 10th, I'll be in Lancaster, PA, at the American Music Theater. And I'm going back to Boston. I love Boston. My son went to, uh, my son was in Boston. He went to Berkeley. He loves Boston. I love it there. I'm still a Yankee fan. I don't love the Red Sox, but I love Boston. I love the town, Boston. October 9th, October 9th, I'm going to be in Boston. I'm going to be the Emerson Colonial Theater. And then after that, in November, I'm heading to Pittsburgh. November 11th, I'll be at the, November 11th and 12th, I'll be at the Byram Theater. Pittsburgh, PA, at the Byram Theater. So a lot of great, if you never saw the one-man show, you got to come and see it. Because it was before the movie, before the musical, the show that Robert De Niro saw in 1989. That's right. That's that my started it all. That started it all. It started in 1989. That's right. And don't forget to go to my website. If you want to find out about my dates? Go to chazpalmentary.net. You can get the card, my lucky card. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. You can get this card on my website. You can get posters on my website. The original posters. You can also get some great. Uh, merchandise, yeah, I have the jackets, uh, Now You Can't Leave, uh, Is It Better to Be Loved or Feared, a lot of great stuff. Come to my one-man shows, meet the great Sandy Blue Eyes, he sells the merchandise, he's the TikTok fame, Sandy Blue Eyes, and uh, we have a great time. Okay, let's get to Neighborhood Logic, that's the episode today, Neighborhood Logic, where you are the star. Neighborhood. My son Dante is here. I'm back. You're back. He doesn't want to. F- he doesn't feel like he just got up, so he doesn't want to be on camera right now. All right, Dante. We got some great questions today. Great questions. Let's hear the number we got one. Some question. real psychopaths and some real genuine questions. <laughs> psychopaths. Go ahead. Okay. Here's a here's a really good question. Okay. Go ahead. This is from Mike D. Um, he is also a full blooded Italian American, just like all of us. So here's his question: Out of the five New York families, which one did the real Sonny belong to? Separately, out of the five New York families, which ones were most prominent in your neighborhood growing up? You know, I mean, these are personal questions here. Uh, First of all, you know I never talk about the real guy. His real name was not Sonny. And I would not tell you what family he was in. That's not going to happen. Okay, so the second half of the question. Yeah, he's he's real slick, this guy. So he wants to know what family was prominent in my neighborhood. So if I tell him the family, he can narrow down to who the boss is. What's his name? Mike D. 
Mike D, go fuck yourself, okay? Stop trying to con me, okay? Really, you're trying to con me, Mike D. I'm a street guy, okay? I was born and raised in the Bronx. Come on. Oh, well, okay, you don't have to tell me, Sonny, but tell me the family that was prominent in your neighborhood. No, I won't tell you. How's that, buddy? I won't tell you, and I know them very well. Okay, uh, next question. Next question. Sorry, Mike D. Go ahead. Okay, great answer. Nice, nice, nice. What's okay. the next question? All Go right. Ahead. This guy, uh, he is a motivational speaker out of New York, and he wants some advice on starting a YouTube channel just like yours because he says that your content is very similar to each other's. We're similar to each other. Well, uh, you just when I say advice, you know, you just have to start it and and hope that people tune in. I mean, the advice is... Go on other people's shows. That's how you really get noticed. You go on other people's shows before you who are very successful, and you say, yeah, I'm starting my own channel. That's the first thing you have to do. The second thing you have to do is you have to get good content. You know, we have Neighborhood Logic. I do my uh, episodes on, on advice, on success. I have guests. I have actors. I have writers. I have directors, and I have my old school episodes where I bring guys, like a lot of old school guys. You know, these guys are getting older now. They're dying off. Thanks. And it's like you got to talk about these guys. They're classics. These old school neighborhood guys are classics, and I like to bring them on. Uh, so I would say do as much as you can. Now, look, what's his name? Johnny. John. I had a leg up because, obviously, I, I was famous before the podcast, so... People knew of me, but, so you can't expect it to grow really fast right away. But if you put hard work in it and get interesting guests and you have something to say, you'll, you'll get some followers. I wish you well. Uh, okay. here's, a good, here's a great question. This is from Max. Yeah. I'd like to predict the future. So thank you, Chaz, for reading free of charge my script in advance. Don't ask questions. It will just happen. What's his name? Mike. Mike. So Mike says that I'm going to read his script in advance, which I don't do. I don't read scripts unless, unless I get paid for that. I get paid to read a script and put my notes down. So he's saying that I'm going to read it free of charge. Well, let me explain something to you, Mike. Mike, his name is? Mike. Mike. Mike, you have a better shot of me... Reading, I, you have a better shot of me jumping up right now and hitting my ass against this 12-foot ceiling than, than, than you have of me reading that script, because it's not going to happen. Okay, now that you're trying to be a wise ass and you say that, that I'm going to read your script, Mike, if you pay me $10,000, I wouldn't read your script. A little, a little ballsy, don't you think? Very ballsy. Nothing? Yeah, all right. Here are three questions from Azamat. Uh, three questions from Azimat. Azimat. All right. Have you ever thought about a second part of a Bronx tale? Did you manage to stay true to your ideals you had before your success? Despite all the success and flattery, how do you cope with your ego and keep your feet on the ground? Oh, he's not Russian. He is from Frankfurt, Germany. We are very wrong. Oh, from Frankfurt, Germany. No, he's okay. definitely a Russian guy living in Frankfurt. Well, uh, number one is uh, how do I cope with my uh, ego? My son says I don't, which you, that's nasty to say. I didn't say that. No, I cope with my ego very well because I was born and raised in the Bronx. I've always been a Bronx guy. 
You're from I the go, Bronx? I go back to my neighborhood a lot. Uh, have I ever thought about a, a second thing with a Bronx Tale? Mm. I feel like you do so many things with a Bronx Tale, you don't need to do a sequel. That's why you're so smart, Dante. That's why you graduated Berkeley College. Because my son is very... Because it was a movie, it was a musical, a documentary. I, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> ballet. What? It ballet. wasn't a ballet. What are you talking about? You should do about? ballet. You know what? My son, you know what? That's why he doesn't want to get on camera, because he doesn't want to get slapped. Uh, but I hope I answered your question. No, I never wanted to do a, a second thing of a Bronx Tale. I just didn't find it. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, he's the he's the expert on sequels. You know, invented no, the sequel. What? He invented, he invented the, sequel. the sequel. Stallone, absolutely. Stallone invented the sequel, man. Rambo. I mean, you know, people, you know, they say, ha, ah, sequels. Hey, man, you know, how many times could you invent a sequel? He did it three times. Rocky and Rambo. Rocky, Rambo, and... Uh, the Untouchables, I think. Not The Untouchables. Expendables. Expendables. I mean, this guy, man, when it comes to that, he's a genius with that stuff. Okay. So, question two is, how do you manage to stay true to the ideals you had before your success? Well, because, you know, I believe in, I believe what I what I do. I I like to do my episodes about success. I mean, look, am I perfect? I, did I screw up? Sure I do. Have I screwed up in my life? Yeah. But I try to keep my eye on the ball, and I... I tried to have the dominoes fall in the right direction. You know, I, I've talked about that on my show, Success. When you start doing the right thing, when you start doing, like, the right things in life, the dominoes, they fall in the right way. When you get the dominoes falling in the wrong way, that's not good. So if also, you make the dominoes fall in the right way, you'll be in good shape. A Bronx Tale is all about how you stay humble. A Bronx Tale is you know, exactly it's, it's right. It's not a like a made-up story. It's about staying humble. That's right. Always got to be humble. I think if you're humble, uh, you know, if you're humble, li life is good to you. If you try to be uh, an asshole, um, you know, and it's, it's and like seeds. What do I always teach you? It's like you plant seeds in the ground and you hope that as you grow in life, these seeds, they, they go to fruition and you you success. You have to have that. In and in the Bronx, people keep people in check. You know what I mean? Well, like you if, know, you, if you start thinking that you're better than everybody else, that'll get... Uh, Listen, when you grow up in a neighborhood like I did, down when you grow up in a neighborhood like I did, this is what happens. Right, question, the, question number three. Despite all the success and flattery, how do you cope with your ego and keep your feet on the ground? How do I cope with my ego and keep my feet on the ground? I don't know. I, I'm very well grounded. I'm very fucking... Uh, my ego is very in check. Where's my coffee? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I'm just... I don't know. You know, you, you got to be good to people. People are, you know, nobody's better than anybody. You know, at the end of a chess game, the pawn and the king, they go into the same box. And that's the way life is. At the end of your lifetime, you know, you end up being put in a grave somewhere. And what's the difference between you and some celebrity? Really, nothing. Same people. You know, same thing. Okay, here is the... Last question. Go ahead. This is a good one. Go ahead. This is from uh, Say. What, his what name? do you mean the last question? This is a big one. All right, go this ahead. is going to take the rest of the time. This right. is from a man named Safe. Hi, Chaz. I hope you and the family are doing well. We are. Thank you so much, Safe. I'm kind of finding myself in a tough situation. There's oh, this good. girl I really like, and to keep it simple, she puts the wind in my sails. I've never quite felt this way about a girl in such a short period of time. 
and something's telling me that she might be the girl that will become one of my great ones. The only issue is I feel like she has a tough time communicating with me. Sometimes she doesn't express herself, and I just feel like I'm doing something wrong when I'm probably not. Chaz, I need you to help me out. I can't lose this broad. Classic. I figure that you, as an experienced gentleman, may probably have a similar situation before and can help guide me. Thanks for all the help. See, much love to you and everyone at the show. So, basically, his girlfriend isn't communicating to him. Hey, that's a good thing, safe. Hey, 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 Gabi. His girlfriend is not communicating. Guys would pay to have that This is why Neighborhood Logic is a big episode here. Neighborhood Logic, now he would have to go to a shrink, spend three, four hundred an hour, but he doesn't do that. What does he do? He goes to Neighborhood Logic. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Exactly. You save money. His girlfriend is not communicating. So let's get serious here. Why isn't she communicating? One, she doesn't like him as much as he thinks, as he thinks she does. Or two, she's got somebody else. I mean, so it's one or the other. It has to be. Well, she might have a communication problem. She yeah. might be a little, uh, a little, you know, introverted. And, and I know, but well, Dante, well, then maybe she's not for him. Dude, maybe he needs a little him. more love and affection, and she can't do that. I would say, uh, safe, are you in love with her, or are you in love with your, like, uh, idea. What, what, what you want to happen you know what i mean with the idea of a girl i think that's a good question safe we should ask him you know what are you projecting as we call you should look at phil stutz's episode on projecting you could look at this woman and think she's the love of your life and you cannot be without her but then the closer you get to her she's not really the girl you think she is so i mean if you're not getting feedback i mean a relationship is two-way it's got to be two-way. If she's not giving you love back, I would have a conversation with her. One, like I said, she's not crazy about you like you are with her. And that's possible. That happens to everyone. Or two, she's interested in somebody else. I don't know. Uh, so I think the best way to do it is communicate with her, say, talk to her and say, I really feel this, you know, and if you, uh, are you seeing any, anybody else? And, and if, and if you are, then you back off a little bit. You, you know, don't pressure anyone. The worst thing you could do to someone is pressure them if they don't really like you a lot because that makes them want to push you away. So I hope I answered your question. Neighborhood Logic, where you are the star. What else, Dante? All right, this is a great one. This is Jasmine from Philly. I think we got to do this last one. Is that a girl, Jasmine? I, I would hope so. Yes. Okay. Love your podcast. My husband is Italian, and we actually watched The Bronx Tale on our third date. Everything's great, except for his mother. Don't worry. My gravy sauce is amazing. She was a single parent and raised my husband on her own, and she always looked at me as the other woman in his life throughout the 10 years we've been together. Welcome to Italian Families, Jasmine. She never warmed up to me and spent years giving us a hard time as I'm black. I don't enjoy being around her, but that's his mother, and he's the love of my life. I'm not sure what to do because I don't like the way she talks or acts around me. How did you deal with interracial dating when you were young? Did people give you a hard time? Oh, all right. Well, that's a great question, all right. Jasmine. That's a big one. That's a big question, There's a, there's a lot to unpack on this. Well, uh... I would say that's, that's just Italian mothers in general. That's... 
Yes. That's not that that has nothing to do with anyone's race. That is any Italian mother. Oh my god, that my Italian my, moms are my famous mother, for this. My mother, I had girlfriends who were Italian that my mother and father loved, but you know what? There was still that little bit there that my mother always felt a little threatened. Cuz there that's Italian mothers. I couldn't say her sauce was as good as my mother's even though my wife's sauce actually was. Actually, my wife's sauce was actually better than my mother's, but I never said it. Also, I want to say if you're not an Italian right. and you dedicate the time to making a great sauce, that is commitment. That is commitment. I mean, Jasmine, again, I dated a lot of black girls. And obviously in Bronx Tale I did, but don't forget I was 17, 18, so I didn't have to deal with the mother-in-law. But as you get older, as you get older and the mother-in-law, get, uh, the mo- you get more relationships um, I, I could see how you're feeling that way, but look, could it have something to do with a race? Maybe a little bit, yeah, possible. But I could tell you one thing, as my son just said, all Italian mother-in-laws or mothers, forget it. They want to keep their son where their sauce is the best, their cooking's the best, no one could love them like them. And, and I know what you're saying, uh, Jasmine, I, I feel for you. I would go to the son. What? I would go to the son. I would go to the son. Tell the son, hey, look, your mom is very inappropriate. You know, say, you know, your mom is a little tough on me. And then if the son sides with his mom, now you're seeing his true colors. Well, if he's siding with his mom, he's got to understand. Look, it is his mother. Yes, but but you you have to to kind of play both sides here. You have to play both sides. So I would speak to your husband, and he's got to be a little diplomatic. He really does. He's got to talk to his mom. And maybe you could sit down with her. And just have a conversation with her once in a while. Say, hey, you know, kill her. Like my mother used to say, kill her with niceness. And I know it's hard, but just be so nice to her and try to help her in the kitchen. Now, if you, if you, if it's really too much, then obviously you can't. But say, have a conversation with her. I love your son. And say, I love your sauce. You know, you tell her your sauce is actually better than mine. Thank you for, you know, ask her to help you... Uh, Learn how to make certain dishes, Jasmine. Even if you know how. I mean, I mean that's what I did. You know, I, I dated, uh, like I said, I did it black girls and before I got married, and I met the parents, and some of the parents weren't great to me. When I say weren't great to me, they weren't crazy about their daughter dating a white guy. You know, so it's kind of like you got to go slow. Some didn't mind. Some did mind. So it's a tricky situation, but I wish you well, Jasmine. And let me know how it works out, okay? Killer with niceness. Last guy, Stephen. He says, any chance your one-man show is coming to Birmingham? Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, uh, could be Birmingham, Alabama. I assume he it's means... It's probably Birmingham, Alabama. I'd I love assume he might there. mean Birmingham, England, which we would England. love to take the Bronx I would love to do my one-man show. Uh, we talked to some people at the West End. Uh, I'm very busy this year, but maybe next year. Weren't we thinking like to about, we, weren't we going to go there right before COVID? We were going to go before COVID. I was going to do my show on the West End, but COVID hit, boom. Everything fell through. But I you, hope one day. You should do a UK tour. I, I think they would love it. I if would like to do the West everyone End. Everyone who's listening from the UK, if you guys would like to see a Bronx Tale in England, please, please send us an email. Right. We'd love yes. to do it. Anybody now. who likes it, wants to see it. Yeah, I think that'd be great. How are we doing with time here, John? We're doing good? 
Yeah, all right. So, Dante, give us another I question here. Some more questions, yeah? Yes. Neighborhood logic, folks. Neighborhood. You got a question about neighborhood logic? I'm your shrink, where you are the star. All right. I just watched The Bronx Tale a couple days ago. Oh, this yeah. guy's from Australia. I just Australia. watched The Bronx Tale a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, I watched The Unusual Suspects, but never really knew the story of The Bronx Tale. I was just curious about what happened with your girlfriend from the movie, Jenny. Oh. Was there too much racial tension at the time in the 60s for the relationship to work out? Obviously, there was a lot of racial tension. I mean, just huge, huge amount. And I never really, I mean, again, we were 17, 18. You know what? I don't know what happened to her. I always ask, people always ask me that. Every time I'm on Broadway in New York, I, I kind of wait for a, I wait for somebody to walk over to me, a woman my age, a black woman of my age, that says, guess what, I'm Jane. I probably would recognize her right away. Her real name was Jane, right? Uh, yes. I feel like this podcast is a great way to maybe come in contact with her again. If anybody out there knows Jane... Podcast? What about... I've been famous for 30 years. Yeah, I know. she would have came out, you know... Maybe she's not... Maybe she's not around anymore. Yeah. Maybe, you know what, she's maybe. my age, you know, that, you know... Well, she was a year younger than me in school, so she could have passed away. Maybe I don't her know. Her family or children? I hope not. I don't know. But you don't know. We've asked you that before, and you many you, people have asked that question. You don't know. I don't know. That's so, sad. I'd like to meet her. Yeah, that would be strange, right? What other questions? How did it end with her? Well, you know, when you're 18 years old, it, 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 because of the tension, the tension it was 1968. Martin Luther King got assassinated. Robert Kennedy got assassinated. There were burnings, uh, the riots. Uh, we couldn't last too long. Were you the only guy in your neighborhood to date someone from uh, Webster Ave? No, no, no. Other guys, other guys dated black girls, but they you wouldn't be you couldn't be seen with them in the neighborhood, and they couldn't be seen with us in their neighborhood. It was a lot different back then, Dante. Now it's a lot more open, thank God. Right. You know, like it's if you now. you and your friends go to Webster Avenue Friday night two in the morning. It's a problem. But you don't go there Friday night, 2 in the morning. It's a problem. Just like they didn't come to our neighborhood. The whites stayed in their neighborhood. The blacks stayed in, on Webster Avenue. That's the way it was. That's how, why I wrote Bronx So where Tale. would you guys go on dates? Well, we would stay in the neighborhood, or we would go to Pelham Parkway. Were there, like, neutral areas? Yeah. Neutral areas? Yeah. No, like, neutral areas where... Fordham Road was neutral. If you walked on Fordham Road at that time, it was neutral. Was yes. it kind of like if you went to Webster Avenue with Jane, it was kind of like... Not happening. Not happening. Not happening. No, not happening. I couldn't walk in the neighborhood with her. So where would you guys go on dates? We would go to the movies on Fordham Road. We'd go to the RKO, Lowy's Paradise. So the relationship was pretty much kept to Fordham Road. Fordham Road, Pelham Parkway, City Island... Those were the places you can go. It was kind of like neutral. What about if you went into like the Jewish neighborhoods? Were those okay or were those problems? No, no, that was fine. That was Pelham Parkway. That Pelham was Parkway, there was all the uh, Jewish neighborhood there. That was big Jewish neighborhood. You could go there. You can go to the some of the clubs there, the Joker's Wild at that time. Uh, but you didn't see a, a black person in those clubs. You just didn't see it. Just like they didn't, you didn't see it in their clubs that they had on Webster Avenue. There were no white people there at that time. Were there some, just like how the, the Bronx had the families, were there some black gangs that were really notorious? Back then? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm sure there, you know, there were. I remember them. There were just tough. 
Listen, you know, a lot of tough guys back in those neighborhoods, man. A lot of tough guys. I mean, you just didn't, you didn't cross paths. They used to have the bus travel through my neighborhood. Okay, my father was a bus driver. Uh, you know that. My dad was a bus driver. And he would, you know, and we used to have the, the, the black students, the black kids from, from Theodore Roosevelt High School would get on the bus and drive through the neighborhood. Well, the white guys would go get the old garbage from the market. And as the uh, bus would pass by, they would just bombard, bombard the bus with garbage. That was terrible, man. My father was very upset about that. My father, you know, we, he, they complained to the boss. And then finally what they did was they, they rerouted the buses. So the, bu the number 12 bus didn't go through the neighborhood no more. It went on, uh, you know, uh, Fordham Road. Hmm. That was it. So that changed. It was because of what the guys did that they changed the bus route. What was it like when that started to fade away? What do you mean fade when away? All, well, because obviously now that's, you know, completely fine. So when did yes. it start to become okay? I think it started to become, it started to fade away, I, I would say probably in the in the 80s. In the 80s, yeah, then it started to get more. And then the 90s, I mean, I mean, now the neighborhood is very gentrified. Uh, there's a lot of different people. They're all good people. What do you think about the the gentrification of, of New York now? How New York is just getting pushed farther, like native New Yorkers are getting pushed farther and farther out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a whole other thing that it, it, it bothers me about that. I mean... You know how I feel about that. I'm a very, uh, I'm a person, you know. Because th those nice apartments in New York, virtually none of them are owned by native New Yorkers. None of them. None of them. Brooklyn, right. Queens, Manhattan, those right. are all New York expats. Yes, that's true. You're, no, you're right, Dante. I, I don't like pushing people out and having uh, people come in. I mean, people of, of color should have their own, you know, uh, neighborhood and, and, that, and so be right. What's that? And so, uh, yeah, so um, a, a tough question. Once you see I, I a Whole Foods go up in your neighborhood. What's that? Once you see a Whole Foods go up in your neighborhood. Once you see a Whole Foods go up in your neighborhood. It's a fucking you know, yoga studio. You know, you're in trouble. Kiss of death. Look, you know I'm a big proponent of civil rights. Uh, I'm also a big proponent of law enforcement. I happen to be both. You know, I, I've been uh, <clears throat> a proponent of civil rights for a long time. And... Um, I just feel like uh, everybody deserves that slice of America. And whatever we could do to help anybody, <clears throat> whether they be black, white, Hispanic, Asian, <coughs> we should do. Anyway, um, I think that's it for now. That's it. We got some good questions. We got some good questions get some for more next week. <coughs> excuse me. We got some good questions. Don't forget, I will be May 13th, 14th. In Niagara Falls at the Seneca. Or if you want, go on Chaz Palmentary mm. socials, all of them. Chaz Palmentary mm. Instagram. You can find all the show dates there. There. Links to everything. Links to merch. <laughs> right. Links to show dates. ChazPalmentary.net. May 13, 14 at the Seneca Niagara Casino. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. God bless. See you next time.